that is, man. Yes. That was so like I swear to God, Matt. If that was earlier in the morning, I would I would have hung up the call right then. Why? That was that, pretty that, shocking. That was pretty. That was pretty good though. <laughs> that was. That was. You weren't that expecting was good. that I mean, one. No, I wasn't at all. I mean, big the dog last, talk. Yeah, exactly. The last few. <laughs> uh, that that was great though, Matt. I love the energy. Good for you, man. Mm-hmm. Good for you. This is good, man. Uh, this is. Uh, what you asked me who time. that was? Not first thing. That in the was morning. you. Yeah. Who do you think it was? No, that was an impersonation of a famous rock star, man. <laughs> um. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, you got it, man. Am the, I close? The, the boss. Yeah, I, I was more going for like a Steven Tyler kind of okay. beat, you yeah, know, okay. really screaming. Uh, whoever the hell sings for the Scorpions, <laughs> they have that one song. Rockin' like a hurricane! Uh, big Dog Ball Talk, man. I come to Jordan Flegel. Uh, we're bringing you the oh, heat man. for the, uh, the the week of the NBA. It's... Uh, yeah. Lots to go, lots, lots of going ons going on. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of kind of shitty news uh, to talk about. Uh, less so fun things, but we got some fun stuff to kick off with, uh, and it's probably our favorite thing to discuss on the podcast. We know you guys love it. It's the beef, the beef, yeah. the brawling that uh, ends up going on around the NBA. Uh, and right now, there's a pretty heated, bitter one between Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks, uh, <laughs> and, and really the Golden State Warriors and uh, and the Grizzlies. It, like like as a, a whole, this is becoming a, a pretty big rivalry, but it's really been yeah. spearheaded by these two guys, Jordan. I mean, they were getting into it physically. They've been getting into it uh, in the media. Uh, Draymond's talking shit on his podcast. I mean, the, these guys got real beef <laughs> right now, and uh, I think that, you know, we talk about rivalries. This might be the biggest rivalry in the league, just two irritants just going in each other's ears. I, Pat Bev probably is salivating. Oh, he needs to get like, in He this. wants to get in on this. Oh, he's got to injure one of them or something. I know. Yeah, I mean, with the Make Bulls, he's got... Threat. <laughs> the Bulls, I think, have a uh, very uh, small chance of, uh, you know, making it to the finals and meeting either of uh, those yep, guys in the yep. playoffs. But that would be fun. That would be cool. Um, but he'll be on a different team next year anyway. So it, we'll, True, we'll yeah. get something eventually. He'll, he'll be on two but, teams. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> the uh, the call in the game, the oh, they're talking. They're discussing the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Like in the Hall of Fame already. Like we, we got to do when we're playing, Matt, whenever we get together and play next. Uh, that's what we're going to do. You know, we're, we're going to uh, be chest to chest. We're going to be talking about the latest episode. Uh, I yeah. love it. I love that players just podcast now. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, we can, we can hear the st- thoughts straight from Draymond's uh, dome. It's amazing. But uh, like the, the, this r- rivalry thing is, is great. I mean, Draymond, you know, is continually not calling it a rivalry or trying to say that it isn't a rivalry, but again, it, it is a rivalry. I mean, he keeps talking. There, there's lots of, well, yeah, and there's lots of like lopsided quote unquote rivalries. Like, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of a rivalry, but like the in the '90s, the the Knicks and the Bulls were a rivalry. The the, the Knicks never really beat the Bulls. The Bulls yeah, were always yeah. they always came out on top, but it was still a rivalry. Um, and so, and, and Memphis is a you know like for the last couple of years, Memphis has been a better team in the regular season than than the Warriors. Like, obviously, the Warriors are defending champs, and they're so much better. You know, as a organization, Memphis has never really won anything, but recently mm-hmm. memphis has been a more of a powerhouse sort of team at the top of the west to deal with um and then you know pe- people sort of brush over it but the year before last year oh was it the year before whenever the memphis knocked golden state out of the play-in uh that you know that was that was also part of the history so i mm-hmm. love it i love that these guys hate each other i love that there's these two guys sort of going at each other uh you know it, it, sort of as as the proxies for for their teams like no one else is really getting into it between these two teams which i love too like no, no one else really, really yeah. there's not really hate like you know maybe clay will say I mean, something every once in a while you don't want to say any you don't want to say any shit to jaw yeah you got but you know you know you got jaw and his entourage you don't want to piss off obviously but uh Fouling it's real, too mostly... hard and you're like hey hey why is, why is there a dot on me bro <laughs> it's mostly just uh you know th- these two and they're, they're just the funniest guys in the nba right now i mean yeah they're, they're both idiots they're both stupid as hell uh yep. like Dr- draymond i mean and and, and both guys like draymond who, is pretty much like the equivalent of what Shaq. like whenever he gets an argument count the rings how many yeah. rings chuck <laughs> I know, I know. how many how many that's how many all rings dylan how many rings and, dylan and, and and i mean like everyone's saying like draymond's a hall of famer I think he probably is a Hall of Famer, but yeah, he, is. he, he he's borderline. Uh, come on. I mean, he's, he's, he's con- like he's, Dennis he's like Rodman first, he, Hall yeah, of Famer. Yeah, exactly. He's not like, like the first ballot of Hall of Famer. No. Like Famer. He's uh, he's just going to get in because, you know, he's got the, the DPOY, uh, yeah. you know, a big, big the member of one, of the, one of the best teams uh, of all time. Yeah, the three and, championships. Like it, it's, he's, he, he'll be in there for sure. Or four championships, yeah. pardon me. But yeah, he'll, yeah. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll be in there for sure. But like, 
I don't know if he 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 if it's a weak class he could get in first ballot, but I mean again yeah. like his his actual stats like don't jump out at you or anything like his his yeah. impact in like game does, but again he was always the third fiddle. Yeah, no, and, and I'm not at, taking away from fourth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for a couple of those. Yeah, but and I'm not taking away from Draymond. Like Draymond, I have said is almost like behind Steph as important as anybody on the on those teams. You know the the defense and the stuff that he brought. But but it's you know it's it's funny to hear him talk about it as if he's like you know a superstar in the game and and uh, yeah. uh, uh, like Dylan Brooks is is this sort of lowly guy like. I don't think Draymond is as, as important, uh, you know, stature-wise as he thinks he is. And I don't think, uh, you know, and I actually think in the discourse that I've been hearing, like people have been saying, oh, Dylan Brooks isn't really, you know, all that. He's an important player for this Memphis team. So I think they're yeah. they're they're not on e- equal footing by any means, but it's closer, uh, you know, than I think people sort of, you know, act like it is. And so I love it. I love him going back and forth. I want to, you know, uh, uh, right now it would be first-round series, the 3-6, uh, Memphis yeah. Golden State. You know, rematch of last year, uh, and it would be great. Uh, and and uh, you know, the 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 actual on court product, um, you know, is is fun too. It's kind of you know a bit of a clash of styles. The Warriors more like finesse, you know, trying to you know you know obviously the the outside shooting and you know the whipping the ball around and and Memphis is you know uh, up and down trying to jam it down your throat. So you know it's uh, uh, it's it's going to be you know a fun rivalry for for years to come. And and yeah, I I. I I want them to continue talking. Hopefully, you know, maybe we can get Dylan Brooks on this podcast or Dylan mm, can start his own Canadian podcast. Connection. Yeah, 100%. Like, we, we need a, you know, a Dylan Brooks and Draymond podcast going back and forth. Uh, that, Actually, that'd be yeah, great. that's a good idea. Remind me. I'll, I'm going to contact Dylan, see if he's, yeah. uh, see if he's Dylan? down to hop on, talk some shit. Because, uh, I mean, he can listen Live to a couple episodes Live from square one. He, Live he, from hey, square he, one, man. True. As long as nobody drives through the uh, the doors again, uh, that'd be scary sights. But <laughs> I, I'm, uh, but I think for real, I, we could send them some clips and be like, "Listen, man, we've been like OG Draymond haters for yeah. uh, since the beginning oh. of this. Like, we're not yeah. fans, so yeah. he'll, he'll he'd come on our side for sure." Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, then we'll just be uh, the medium for for him to start some shit talk. And I mean, hey, you know where he... get some publicity out of that shit. Uh, first take, <laughs> you want to discuss us or give us a shout out or something? That'd be cool. But come on. Uh, I mean, I when it, when it comes down to it, Jordan, like I mean, they did. It's been more of a war of words, a uh, war of pettiness. Yes. But you know, there was the brief physical altercation where uh, Dylan Brooks just wanted to get in his face after he cruised by him for a uh, yeah. a, a strong layup. Uh, and Draymond, you know, pretending he's not there, kind of doing the old intentional, I'm going to elbow <laughs> you in the face, but like, not really. It's just kind of uncomfortable. And yep. so that's all we got. And then everyone split it up. It's like, just fucking let them go at it. So yeah. uh, what I want to know, Jordan, is who, who do you got one-on-one in a fight? I mean, there's no tape that I've seen, at least, on Dylan Brooks throwing hands. Uh, but Draymond Green, uh, who I'm pretty sure Dylan Brooks, he made a comment about that, uh, you know, saying, uh, you know, talking about the Draymond wanting to fight. He said, don't worry about me. You know, you're the one that's uh, that, that's putting yeah. hands on your teammates. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's... It's, uh, it's an interesting thing for him to say. But, uh, you know, on the surface, Draymond's got the tape out there. Right? We've seen him. He's got that knockout one-punch power. Uh, but yeah. it was Jordan Poole that he hit, who I, I don't think is really, you know, a fair fair fight in this one. I think Dylan Brooks sizes oh, no. up a little bit better and maybe yeah. a little bit more uh, more of a fighting spirit in him. Yeah, yeah. I actually I, I actually want to know where Draymond grew up. Did he grow up in Michigan? Because he went to Michigan uh, yeah, State. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's from he? Michigan. All right. Yeah, so Michigan versus Mississauga, you know, that's... Uh, I mean, pretty much any Canadian city is going to be... I, I wouldn't favor them. Like, even Toronto no. is, like, the hardest, uh, if you even want to call it that kind of city. And it's, like, <laughs> honestly, like, the slums in Toronto is, like, a suburban neighborhood in uh, some parts of the state <laughs> that, in comparison. That's, that's a good point, yeah. I mean, but... Uh, I mean, Draymond's obviously... What, Draymond's got, what, like, 20 pounds on him? Maybe more? I don't know. Probably what something like that, but, sub- but I think they're about the same size height-wise. Height-wise, yeah, and I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like it'd be pretty even. I, I don't know, man. I think this one this would take a while to figure out because I feel like you know uh, Dylan Brooks would be more agile. He'd be moving around him, but if you know if Draymond got you know uh, you know a, a clean hit on 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 Dylan, I think it might be over. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it'd be close, um, kind of like you and me, Matt. It would go, it would go the distance, but. No, it wouldn't. It'd be, it'd be, I, would I, I don't know. Out in no, two you, seconds, no, you yeah. wouldn't, Matt. You've tried mm-hmm. before it. You mm-hmm. failed. No, mm-hmm. no, no problem, um, man. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, you know what? Fuck Draymond. I'm going with Dylan Brooks. Give me Dylan I think, Brooks. Again, it's kind of like... Uh, He's got that you, dog you know, in him. The, the, that, that dream fight between Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. It's like, what's going to win? Yeah. The power or the speed? So it's really yeah. just whatever uh, club you fall into here. I would like to back Dylan Brooks as well. Again, I also want him on the <laughs> podcast, so I definitely yeah. want to back him there. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just think 
Draymond again, he kind of suckered uh, yes. Poole. Like I mean, it was face to face with him, but I mean, he definitely he threw he threw that first punch. I think and Jordan Poole was probably fight, distracted. Like, they're both he ready was... to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I think Dylan Brooks, I think Dylan Brooks should give him a pretty good fight. He's younger as well. I mean, yeah. the, the chin doesn't hold up well with age, so uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to roll with Dylan Brooks as well and hope that uh, that's the uh, the the thing that gives him the edge. Uh, well, and it, it depends too if it's a fight, uh, you know, in during playoff time or the regular season because Draymond doesn't get up for anything in the regular season. True. Dylan Brooks all about that, but you know, if it was in, you know. Uh, in May or something, I don't know. Maybe Dylan Brooks would choke up, and Draymond would, you know, get in his finally in in good shape, and and maybe yeah. whoop him. So it depends on the finally time of cares. year. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think it'd be a good fight. No matter what, it'd be a great fight. Well, uh, and we might get it. We might just I, flat yeah. out get it on the court. I, I don't know if they play each other again this year. I think they've already played. They played twice at least. They played Christmas yeah. Day as well. Uh, they yeah. may have one more game, but uh, I didn't do my research on this one, so uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see. But uh, I mean, as we're looking ahead to the the future of the Grizzlies uh, season, I mean, they the, things just go from bad to worse. I mean, if you're a Grizzlies yep. fan, this whole dream on Dylan Brooks thing probably is a, is just annoying at this point. Uh, I can imagine because <laughs> uh, at the same time, you know, John Morant gone indefinitely uh the grizzlies extending his leave uh, as they kind of want to yep. remold his image and maybe you know talk to him about some of his life decisions uh but while that's all going on you know steven adams now drops to injury he's going to be out uh, about a month or maybe even longer uh yep. and he's a huge part of this team and so now you're down your starting center and your starting point guard uh two huge pieces of what makes this team you know successful uh, yep. You're now relying on you know Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Desmond Bain to step up and be that big three. But you can't really play the same basketball with Tyus Jones uh, starting at point guard uh, uh, when you're trying to fill in for John Rand. I mean, no disrespect to Tyus Jones. He's a great player, and I think he could actually be a, a really good starting point guard for a lot of teams. Yep. But he's just not John Morant. Doesn't play, doesn't fit that play style. So you have to adjust yep. to a totally different pace of style, pace of game. And you know they've still been able to get some wins here, so credit to them there. But... I mean, yep. it's just not its not what you really want to deal with. I mean, we've already seen the Sacramento Kings usurp them for that uh, second seed, which they've been holding yep. down for a while. And also the fact that the Kings are the second seed in the West is so <laughs> tough. Uh, but they are, uh, they, this is uh, the, the world we're living in right now. And I mean, the Grizzlies, though, this is not the time that you want to uh, kind of collapse. And I mean, obviously the Suns, we're going to get to them a little bit later in the podcast. But there's a lot of other teams, uh, including the Suns, that are nipping at their heels. And without their top two guys, they're in the starting five. Who knows how it's going to end up going down? Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird because they've been such a good uh, regular season team and looked like to be you know wh- when everyone was healthy healthy this year um, uh, that again and I mean who knows who would be first in the West you know as good as Denver has been like if they had a healthy Bain all year and if they had Jaron Jackson mm-hmm. all year and 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 through this period without John Stephen Adams like this is like. Uh, you know, I would say right there with Denver as the best, uh, you know, equipped to win the most games in the regular season team when they're fully healthy because they're deep. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, they, they've got a lot of guys that, that, that Jenkins can play. And um, and, and yeah, they, they, I mean, they got the win against the Warriors last night, at, you know, at home. The Warriors have been a fucking they're I think they're the third worst fucking road team in the NBA. That's the entire NBA. Um, you know, only San Antonio and Houston, I think, are worse than them or Detroit, one of those one of those yeah. teams. They've been so awful on the road. Um, but, you know, credit to Memphis. They took care of them. And, and yeah, I mean, Tyus Jones, every time, you know, he, he since he's been on the team, basically, when, uh, when John Morant goes out, he does a good job. But you're right, like, he's never going to fill John Morant's shoes all the way. Um, mm-hmm. And this Stephen Adams thing, like, Everyone points to the, uh, you know, the, the Shannon Sharp incident that sort of derailed the Grizzlies season. When Stephen Adams, has, since he's been out, like, people kind of think of Stephen Adams as just, you know, this lumbering guy who, who is just out there and, you know, is, is basically like an enforcer out there for toughness and for size or whatever. He is so yeah. important to them. And not just defensively. Like, I think they're actually doing fine defensively. Like, like when you watch them last night, they they their rotations are tight. They mm-hmm. scramble. Um, it's they not just Dylan Brooks. Defense. It's... They they do they're great and still second in the league in in in, in overall defensive rating uh, you know for for the entire year like they they've been great defensively um, and Stephen Adams adds to that obviously but offensively Stephen Adams like look at how fucking valuable Jakob Pertl has been to the Raptors as a guy who can set a screen like yeah. Yeah. Steven Adams makes so much room for these guys in that w- when they were forced to play in the half court, which they don't like to do because they're not very good. He mm-hmm. sets big, awesome screens, might be the best screener in the league. Like, you know, well, I, he knows- I think we've been we, this has kind of been known for the last little while, you know, that, that yeah. he's probably the best screen setter in the NBA. I think even to his early days in OKC with Russell Westbrook, you know, we yes. were saying 
his his ability to get his shoulders out there and just cement his feet into the he's ground and not massive. let anyone by. He yeah. yeah, he's a tough boy to get past. Like I yeah, probably the the number one screen setter I'd say. Yeah, so you've got the you know you're missing this huge brick wall who opens up so much space for these guys who really need it. Um, and then not to mention one of the best offensive rebounders the game has as well, which yep. gives Memphis so much. So all these things that, you know, an area that they struggle in that half court when they're when they're trying to you know score the ball, he helped them so much. Uh, and yep. and him missing him just uh, you know amplifies all the rest of their problems. You know that mm-hmm. we've recently talked about that they don't really have that go to wing scorer. Uh, you know, who can just go and get his own shot. All these guys sort of need to be set up. Um, and yep. so then, yeah, you add the fact that John Morant, like their, their primarily primary ball handler, their, their lead kind of playmaker is out uh, They're They're, they're having issues. And, and I mean, uh, again, I, I don't think it'd be understated how important Brandon Clark is for them off the bench. And yeah, when he another, plays in, yeah, those, another, another in those lineups, freak accident, like uh, yeah. brutal to lose him. Yeah, like in those lineups with with him and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five, like those two in the front court, they are just fucking awesome, you know, on both ends of the court. Um, and and so you know they, they're just their their season is really just hanging by a thread here. And I mean, it all comes down to John Morant. It will in the end. But even if mm-hmm. he comes back, like I'm kind of at the point now where I feel like the the vibes are just kind of off this year. Like I just don't think it's going to be Memphis's year. Like yeah. even if guys, you know, every best case scenario, Jaw and Stephen Adams are back by the playoffs and they're looking good. Without Clark and the fact everything they've had to go through, like it, Stephen Adams might, you know, who knows? He's, he's getting up there in age. Like he's he's gonna, um, you know, uh, who, who who knows how he's gonna look coming back from this injury? So I'm just, I, I think they'll still be a tough out. I think they'll be, you know, they'll they'll they're you know, depending on where they finish seating wise, they'll, they'll compete and they might make the second round. But I'm not putting them in that top tier category um, in yeah. the West uh, anymore unless I see some crazy turnaround because I just. It's it's just it's it's the 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 vibes the sort of good feeling that this team captured like last year through last year and at the beginning of this year before everyone started hating them um I, they they seem to be you know non-existent right now and and I just think it might be a time for them just to you know do their best whatever you know job uh, getting help doing whatever he needs to do um and sort of coming back next year uh stronger and ready to prove that they're actually a grown-up team who can do things but because yeah right now i just i i, I don't see it I, I think the all the talking and all the uh you know overly confident stuff you know and and you know paired with their injury luck this is all kind of come back to bite them a little bit you know reality is kind of set in for for this team that's had a bit of a dream run the last couple of years yeah and, and again like this is a, a big opportunity for jaron jackson jr because without steven adams holding it down yeah. uh, inside the paint on defense he's gonna and he's been good yeah and they, but i don't know if it's enough well, he he kind of has to learn because if he can't, you know, if he got into foul trouble now, it's like, okay, so David Roddy is now going to roll out and play starting center Xavier or Tillman. Xavier Tillman. Like, you, yep. yeah, you don't really, those aren't the guys you want to have, you know, really holding down and maintaining uh, the, the the inside for you. Like, uh, no disrespect yeah. to them. They're just not that type of player. Uh, yeah. Or at least, at least they're not that type of player right now. I mean, Roddy is going to be, uh, maybe he's got a little bit of Chuck Hayes in him. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Too, stop shooting the three, though. Do more uh, baby hooks. Uh, what about Kenny Loft? But, Ke- Kenny Lofton get in, get in hey, there, man. I mean, he's gonna be. Yeah, he'll he'll be a nice addition as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm always looking for my Chuck Hayes types. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, to uh, you know, we're, there's just not there's a lot of variables still with the Grizzlies. Like I almost I yeah. still want to consider them in that top esh- like upper echelon, like you mentioned. But it, it is tough because right now it just seems like this could be an incident after incident after incident that just breaks down the team mentally they might yeah. still have that talent to you know compete at the championship level but i mean again with the west so open and i think there's more motivated and more hungry teams out there than the grizzlies yeah. right now uh which is which yeah which sucks because at the beginning of the, the you know right, right before the all-star break everything was sunshines and roses and rainbows yeah. and uh feel the daisies i mean everything was great there <laughs> but now not so much uh you know yeah. we're, we're gonna have to watch how they they respond through the adversity and uh hopefully they'll come up the other side stronger but uh it's gonna be a tough uh tough road ahead for the for the grizzlies but yeah. uh moving ahead it's gonna be another tough road for one of the the greatest players that the the nba has ever seen uh kevin durant uh yeah. Last time we were on the podcast, Jordan, we were hyping up the insane potential that this Suns team had. Maybe yep. they could make a run, take the the first seed in the West. We could we could get this all sorted out. Uh, and ironically enough, you know that we would we would say that. And I think at the end, you know, we both were saying it. But that's not let's let's pump our brakes. You know, nothing could uh, you know this nothing is set in stone. You know, there's yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of moving pieces here. Unfortunately, Kevin Durant 
getting injured was the last thing that we probably wanted to see in this <laughs> entire situation uh, of halting it. Uh, yeah. And, you know, here we are. And it was a, a fluke injury. Uh, yep. You know, the video, at first when I saw it, I thought it was fake or it was like a yeah. some kind of really cleverly edited <laughs> video. I, I don't know what the fuck I thought it was, but I was like, no, there's no way. He, they, they just started recording, and then he comes down for this little layup and then just goes <laughs> up, and it just is done. He just uh, yep. pops it, whatever happens. He's down. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, they said, they quoted over a month now. Uh, so he's going to miss the yep. rest of the, the, the regular season, which is, brutal a tough yeah. break for the suns like they're still pretty firmly in this playoff race but again mm-hmm. like we saw them uh near the all-star break just plummet with the exact same yeah. team that they you know they pretty much still have but now they're they have even less assets to work with here so yeah. without kevin durant now that depth issue is a real issue and uh <clears throat> just like uh like the grizzlies like we were talking about this injury could really drop them in a western conference playoff race that is so so close-knit that uh you know any any kind of uh you know fault here or any kind of setback could be huge like monumentous yeah yeah i mean like it, it, it depends, you know how how hard the Clippers want to go here to to finish out the the season. Like I, mm-hmm. I think it, I think if if you're Phoenix and you're saying, okay, yeah, Kevin Durant's gonna miss probably the rest of the regular season, if not get one or two games under his belt, you know, best case scenario before the playoffs start. Yeah, like and I I don't think they'll rush him back at all unless no. they are really on the ropes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like you know, if 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 you're saying, okay, we we went, we did all this stuff to get Kevin Durant, we want to go and win a championship, win the West. You, you kind of you want to be in that top four at least, and that's where they're sitting right now in fourth. So they they they're going to want to you know as as you know try really hard to stay in one of those top four seeds. You know, depends. You know, who knows with with Memphis? Maybe they'll they'll drop out and make it a little bit easier on them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's going to be they're two and a half games back from Memphis, and then they got a three yeah. game lead right now over the Clippers, and three and a half games over the Warriors, the Timberwolves, and the Mavericks. So uh, yeah. you know they. Three games essentially is good enough to drop them to the eighth seed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so things can things could change really quickly. Um, but I'm kind of I'm I'm in this weird spot where like this, I, I'm actually not really worried like either about the team or about the injury because the the injury to me looked like like I know his ankle came completely over, but it's not like he was in a game doing it like. I, it's not like Wasn't he was like going, full you know, pressure, full yeah. out. Yeah. So even though, you know, his ankle, you know, it looked bad, it completely turned and that's, that's a sprain and that's what it's been, you know, diagnosed as, you know, all that stuff. Um, I don't, I don't think it was, you know, as much weight put on it as it would have been in, in, you know, at any point in a game, like it was just a fucking mm-hmm. layup mm-hmm. line. Um, p- pair that with the fact that again, l- like we just saw since he's been back the couple games that he's played and every other time he's come back from injury, this guy comes back from injury better than any other player in the history of the world. Now that could change, you know, in, at at any given point. You know, it's not like that's always going to be true, no matter what. But the yeah, evidence yeah. suggests that Kevin Durant can come back and just look almost immediately like himself again, uh, which is, you know, the, the the best news that you can give to, to 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 a team like Phoenix. And not to mention that it's Kevin Durant, so he, it's not like he's a guy who needed a lot of time to fit into that Phoenix system. Like we already saw mm-hmm. them win a close game in Dallas. Um, on a Kevin Durant game winner, like that, that shit that some, you know, for some players, it takes months to sort of yeah, get yeah. that sort well, of thing. We're seeing it after the trade there. deadline. Uh, there's been a yeah. lot of teams that we've seen, the, you know, the new additions not really. Yeah, speaking about quickly. Dallas, look yeah. like Dallas, it's, it's, they're still learning how to play together, those two. But Kevin Durant yeah, is. Da- Dallas fans have got to be sweating. Kyrie's oh. starting to talk non basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. You knew it was coming. But, but yeah, yeah I mean, um, like Kevin Durant, he, he, he doesn't, re- it doesn't really take time to work him into the system. And he, he's comfortable playing with, with Devin Booker. Chris Paul knows how to get guys involved, you know, as long as he's out there on the court. And, and he, you know, Kevin Durant was already showing this nice little affinity, nice little two man game with fucking DeAndre Ayton, like especially early yep. in games, like dumping little passes off to him. So I'm not really worried about the timing thing. I, I think if, if Kevin Durant can continue to be this superhero who comes back from injuries as if nothing ever happened, I really do think. This isn't like uh, normally how it works, but I think he could just step back into Phoenix and just they'll just have him as an addition almost right away. And normally, again, it takes guys more time to sort of ramp back up from injuries, you know, get get the rotations all back in a row, you know, all that stuff. But I think in this situation, I'm not too worried about it. And then on the on the team side itself, like Devin Booker's playing out of his mind once again. He is he's back. Um, and and if 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 you know people cast their mind back, you know, I know they had Bridges, 
um, uh, you know, you know, back earlier in the year. But you know, to start out the year, Phoenix was good. When 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 uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, you know, they, you know, Chris Paul wasn't even playing that well at that point. But when Devin Booker was, you know, playing, well, Chris Paul um, missed a lot of time too this season. Yes, no, exactly, yeah. But you know, when, when they were whole, or as you know, as close to whole as they have, even after they lost freaking Cam Johnson for that period of time, um, mm-hmm. they 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 were good. Like they were they were a good team. So even now without Kevin Durant. Um, and you know, w- with with Bridges out, that that obviously you know hurts them. Uh, but uh, you know, Bridges being traded away, you know, that's a, a, a sort of co- completely different team, and they, they do have that glaring hole at that wing without KD in the lineup. So mm-hmm. they are going to have to rely on the Terrence Ross, a Kogi, uh, fucking um, Tory Craig, sort of three headed. Who the fuck knows what you're going to get? Monster. Yeah. Wainwright, Damian Lee. So you know, Monty Williams is going to have to cycle through all these guys who. Leave a lot to be desired, but I'm yeah. I'm actually not too worried about, uh, you know, Phoenix sort of just dropping off a cliff and falling out. Like I, I think they'll continue at a pretty similar pace. Like I I think they're still uh, going to be able to to win games even without KD and and yeah, like 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 I was saying before, I I'm not too worried about Kevin Durant coming back. I could be wrong. Um, this could be more cause for concern than I'm sort of thinking it is, but I I don't know. I, I'm just I I I think. Kevin Durant is that good, uh, and Phoenix is is has, has that good of a foundation that I actually think they can weather this. That being said, this was the worst possible thing that could have happened. Yeah, this was terrible. Yeah. A fluke injuries at the worst time. Yeah, well, and, and again, the thing that concerns me is this is right after an injury. Like he's yes. just coming back from injury, and now it's happened again. The last time yeah. that happened, uh, Game Four NBA Finals, uh, yeah. twenty nineteen, and yeah. then he was out for a year, uh, yeah. and obviously not quite uh, the same, you know injury or, or at all not the same magnitude but yeah you know i think this should be concerning based on the fact that you know it's the same area uh same effect uh you know you're you're really kind of looking at that ankle now as a liability even in the playoffs yeah. so even yeah. if he comes back i mean again the, the chances of him re-aggravating this are high and you can't yeah. really take that risk right now like they're in a position to to go for broke and an injury like that will make them broke. Like it'll it'll yeah. bankrupt them. That'll be it. Their playoff chances will be zero. Uh I I think the key right now is just having Kevin Durant around the team. Like he has to be traveling. He has to still be showing up at the practices, helping out, trying to do what he can, train when uh, when he can with the team because he seriously can't like when the, when he's away from this team, they go at each other's throats. They have too yeah. many personalities, too many different, you know, altercations in history now. They just don't get along. And I, that is what, you know, really dropped them inevitably, I believe, is they just yeah. didn't they didn't really rally together when they were uh, in the face of adversity. Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton have had this long-standing kind of disagreement. You know, that, that, that seems like they're trying to keep it professional. But I do think there is a rift there within the organization. Uh, and I... Yeah. I just don't think that, uh, you know, if, if Kevin Durant's not there, they're just going to revert back to their old ways. He's kind of like their calming presence. They can look into him as like their future. If, you know, if they can band together, this guy might be able to get them to the promised land, you know, cement their legacy. But without him around there, I think it's just even more dire straits. They're all going to be desperate. They're all going to start getting a little bit grumpy. They need uh, Big Daddy Kevin there to, to make them feel safe, make them feel at home. But uh, without him, I think the Suns are at risk of dropping a little bit here. But the thing that's uh, nice for them is like, you know, the teams that are chasing them, they're very much up in the air, too. I mean, Steph just came yeah. back to the Warriors. I mean, uh, the, the, I'm sure they'll try and fight their way up, but they haven't been that strong even when Steph's been there this year. Yep. Uh, you look at the Clippers, a team that is very inconsistent. You know, they're starting to kind of hit their stride here, but we still don't really know what we're going to get out of them. You don't know who's going to be playing for them uh, every night. Uh the Timberwolves are the Timberwolves, so I mean, I'm not even going to get into that. And then They're the Mavericks, doing good. the Mavericks, you know, we've alluded to them a little bit there. Kyrie Irving, we don't really know like what's going on. Like he, I don't think that the, the whole that experiment with Luca is working out, which we kind of said could be the case. And I, I don't know what's going on. They, they don't look like that great of a team. And then you got the Lakers, who are uh, you know an additional, albeit five games behind them, uh, but th- with Anthony Davis, they're actually winning ball games, uh, which is so weird. But even with Arabs, they don't have LeBron James. Like, there's so many different things that could go in their favor here because the West yeah. is kind of a jumble because the West is just kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'll, I'll, there's there's not a powerhouse West team, but there's, like, legitimately, like, like the, three the Nuggets are by default. But the Nuggets yeah. are by default. But, but they I, haven't proven honestly, it. Honestly, they might be the worst one seed that I've seen in years. Yeah, I mean, you got to go back to that... 
to the those East those one seeds. Yeah, the fraud yeah, Raptors yeah, the, couple years. The 2018, the the Celtics were the one seed with Isaiah Thomas that one year. I'm pretty sure. No, that was um, like that was legendary, man. That was great. Like, that was, that was uh, what a time to be alive. Uh, he averages the, the 30 Hawks, points and then vanishes. The Hawks, yeah. the 61 and tw- uh, 61 and uh, or 62 and 20, maybe they were. Yeah, uh, something like that. And, and everybody knew that team was just good team regular season. Everyone knew that yeah. was going to bust second round. Yeah. LeBron James sweep. I know. Yeah, it really is like it's crazy how the conferences have shifted because it's true. I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, it, it, I would say, you know, give Phoenix as constructed a full fucking year. They might be that powerhouse team. But again, there, yeah. there's in- injury concerns for all three of those. Their main guys. One of them's out right now. Um, Chris Paul's, you know, still uh, 45 Dinosaur. years old. Um, so. So, yeah, in the West, there's 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 no I have no idea. Like the playoff picture could literally be. Uh, flipped on its head by the time it's actually yeah. finalized here. Like I have no idea who is going to, uh, you know, really uh, lock in and and play well down the stretch of the season here, and who's going to fall. It could be any any combination. Like like we're we're going to talk about Zion a little bit too, but you know, New Orleans still kind of in there, hanging around a little bit. I think yeah. below that, I think the Utah OKC thing, the friskiness of those two guys, um, and even Portland. Oh, poor Portland, thirteen. 13th seed in the West. I mean, I, I, although I think everyone else you, you can sort of count out, uh, but like, yeah, all the way down to 10 through New Orleans up to Denver, it, it could be anything. So yeah, when you're looking at Phoenix, um, I, that's why I'm just, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking you, you've got Devin Booker. You, you, you know, these guys are going to at least be like, you know, if, if they know Kevin Durant can come back in the playoffs, they're going to be motivated to win these games and, and, and yep, play yep. as well as they can. They know they've got re- a reinforcement coming. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm more optimistic than I think that some people about how well they can do, but on, only time will tell. Cause you're right. I mean, it, they, they start infighting or, you know, imploding or the depth issue really becomes a problem mm-hmm. where they, they're, they, they, they've now got to fill two starter spots there. You know, you I got, think, I think they're pretty easy to game plan against, man. You're going to have, uh, some easy pickings, uh, offensively. It'll be it will or be defensively. They, you'll be able to are, run, you'll be able to double slash target guys because of these uh, right. these holes and they're 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 gonna have struggle. They're gonna struggle, I think. Well, and, and I mean, you just look at their team from last year at this point to now. Three, their three good rotation wings are out mm-hmm. of there. Yeah. Cam Johnson, uh, Jay Crowder, and, uh, and 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 Bridges. And so, yeah, the 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 sort of the patchwork is you know it's. it's it's going to be challenging for Monty Williams to do it, but uh, no. w- we'll see. We'll see. I I literally have no idea how the West is going to shake out. It, it's like I can't even can't even get excited about like oh look at this potential playoff matchup because I'm not going to know what the pl- no one's going to know what the playoff yeah. matchups yeah. are. Like they're yeah. they're going to be good no matter what. But like this whole like oh yeah. Memphis Golden State, uh, Phoenix Golden State, Phoenix Dallas. This is going to be like it's like it's going to change a million times between now and the regular season. So yeah. who the fuck knows. Yeah, uh, and, and you, know, you brought him up a little bit there, uh, so we might as well get into him while we're on the topic of injury uh, talk. Uh, Zion Williamson, uh, stop me oh, if you've heard he this out? before. Yeah, stop me if you've heard this before. Once again, is uh, now out, uh, you know, extended leave of absence. Uh, it, another <sighs> setback in his, his, his rehab, which this, yeah, I, I swear every single time he's been injured, there's been a setback. He did, never yep. heals correctly. Uh, I saw a stat... 25 or I don't know sorry I think believe it was 28 percent uh that's how many games uh of a, the possible amount that he could have played in his yeah. career. he's played 28 percent uh that's insane like this is like I seriously am starting to think like this is like a, a high-end like Greg Oden type of situation like yeah. he's been able to play more and do more than uh you know Oden was uh was able to do in his his brief uh time in the NBA uh, before it was derailed by injury but Yep. This like like I I'm genuinely at the point now that I think Zion should just hang it up. Like I, it, <laughs> like I, you like I I mean he's got all this money. It doesn't fucking matter. Like you he he can't. His body physically cannot do it. He can't. He, like some athletes, it just comes to this. It ha- you see it happen all the time across oh, yeah. sports. It just usually doesn't yep. happen to the the superstar, the number one overall pick. But yeah, it's happened before in similar situations. Like I was alluding to before with Odin. Like. He 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 might seriously be cooked, bro. Like he can't get well, better. He just can't. He, every single time he hurts, he hurts something new, and it's worse than before. And he's out longer and longer. longer. Like this guy is done. Like I gen- I genuinely think when he comes back, it's again, it's just like a oh, this is cool, nice uh, cup of tea, and he'll be gone in twenty games. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the issue too, I think, with with Zion is he can only play one way. Like he he like yeah. You look yeah. at a guy. There's been guys over the years like 
Look at a guy like Grant Hill, who was fucking incredible earlier in his early in his career. You know, second coming of Jordan, he was incredible. Then he hurts his knee and comes back and has a, still a decently long career, but is never the same. But at least he he was had the body type to just transition to basically a shooter and a guy who just you know had way less of a usage rate. You know, he he wasn't able to move the same way, but he could still be an effective player. How the yeah. hell is Zion going to... Zion can't go, come out here and just be a spot-up shooter. Like, yeah, the, Zion yeah. can only do one thing, and that's you know, barrel his way to the fucking rim, do all the things that he has done so far that have led to all these injuries. Like, he's not a guy who's got the type of body who can just... Uh, you can say, oh, he can he can still be successful just as in a different role. Like, mm-hmm. Zion can really only do one type of thing, and, and that's what worries me. Like, there's no... He's either going to somehow get through this or just continually injure himself over and over again and and it's just it's it's crazy we've been talking about this since we started this podcast like and like i i i was on the record saying because i as 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 good of a uh you know a, a show and like obviously zion was going to be you know uh, uh an nba player he was gonna i, I knew he would be successful he'd be amazing um and he kind of reminded me of like the blake griffin hype coming in yeah, yeah. um obviously even more so but like this guy was gonna you know sell a lot of tickets be this incredible high flyer this athlete we've almost never seen but i never thought he was going to be that good of a basketball player and i always said give me his duke teammate give me uh rj yeah. barrett i think he's gonna have a better career who um, would you take right now, Matt? No, I know. And it's a toss-up. Well, Obviously, Zion's a better player. But if, I mean, if I give you a still, team right Jaws now... Zion's easily the best. Zion's easily the best player out of that draft class. And, yeah, 100%. And, and you know, just, like, uh, the people who were on Team Jaw through that whole, you know, uh, Me. discussion, and that was you, Matt, are 100%, you know, validated. But again, and, and you know, the R.J. Barrett thing, you know, it's not exactly a discussion. Zion's I, way, I, way I, better. I, I also said that R.J. would be better. I said I both just, of them would be better. I just thought he would be, he'd be he'd, he's more of a an NBA player that makes sense. Zion was always a bit of a tweener, and I was yeah. wrong about the fit. Zion came in and dominated when he's played. I think he's he's been better than I ever thought he could be. 28 and a half games, uh, or points per game or something insane. It's Maybe incredible. Not that when high, he's played, it's, he's been it's crazy. High. He's like a little Shaq uh, who, you know, there's there's almost no answer for it. But if you're a GM right now, Matt, and the, today, March 10th, who would, who would you rather have on your team, uh, RJ or, yeah. or Zion? It's tough because again, again, obviously Zion comes with that. Like, if you want to break it down from there's a, there's a lot of different angles, obviously. But if we're just looking yeah. at it as talent and upside, I mean, yeah, no one's gonna not. I don't think anyone would try and not take the Zion upside personally. Sure, but I think you take that risk. But yeah, if you just want to like you know plug a guy in who you can rely on, maybe give you 14, uh, 14, five and four uh, yeah. solid minutes, play decent defense, stretch the floor. Yeah, RJ is not a bad player to have on any team. Can fit play any system. Uh, so definitely a more versatile player. And yeah, longevity wise, if you want a guy to kind of maybe build around or have something there, yeah, I think RJ. Because you just is don't know. You don't pick. know what the fuck what, what Zion's career is going to yeah. look like in the end. Like I don't know. Like like yeah, a hundred percent. You know, if you're going upside, you know, when they're on like, the floor. Do you want do you want, Zion, do you want fifty, want 50 dollars now, or do you want to spin a wheel and I'll give you a thousand dollars or a slap exactly. in the face? Exactly. Yeah. It did. You know. It did. It, it. You know. It, there, there's a lot that goes into it. But yeah, it's just. It, it's. Uh, even to have this sort of even to consider uh this at this point is just uh i i i i just can't believe how this guy's career has played out it's it's so fucking yeah. annoying and 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 they finally got this uh you know at the beginning of the year you know i, I it feels like 2 weeks ago they were in second place new orleans and they were this this team that was like everybody watch out they could make the they finals were first place in the west at one point yeah, yeah. So like this, this, this team that was supposed to be up there, uh, you know, competing with Denver and, and Memphis and Phoenix and the Clippers, um, is is yeah now, you know, literally same amount of wins as Utah, right, right down there, thirty two and thirty four. Who knows mm-hmm. if they'll actually end up making the play? And without Zion, they've looked terrible. And like I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm still sick of talking about Zion. Like I just want him yeah, to play. Yeah, um, yeah. And and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, it is sad to see the the Pelicans fall. I mean, we'll we'll see if uh, CJ and Ingram can do enough to keep them afloat and give them a chance, and maybe Zion can come back this season. But uh, I, I wouldn't bank on it for anybody out there that's got yeah. a future uh, bet slip on the on the Pelicans. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe time to cash out on that baby. Uh, but to, uh, to to move on here. Uh, it's time to get into some good ref slander because, you know, we love to do it on this podcast. Uh, you know, I, I like to pretend that I, I, it's very hard for me to acknowledge referees as people on the outside because they just, I, throughout my whole life watching sports, playing sports, just pissed me off. And basketball refs are 100% the worst of all. Of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because of, 
the shenanigans that we've been seeing uh, throughout the league this uh, this season. We've talked about it uh, a, a little bit, uh, but not quite a full discussion. But Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors, our boy, uh, just saying fuck it, taking the fine and ripping yep. into the NBA officiating. And, uh, you know, coming off of that uh, that game in Denver, you have to. You already had to be pissed. That was uh, just, a, just a bullshit finish to what was a solid game that the Raptors were actually playing amazing in. Yep. Uh, and, and you know, then come into that uh, that game against the Clippers on uh, on Wednesday night, and you know, Clippers did play pretty well. Uh, you know, not to to knock them, but I mean, the whistle has never really felt favorable uh, for the Raptors. But those last couple games were brutal. Uh, there's yep. a lot of other teams in the league that uh, have you know not benefited from the whistle uh i I don't really think it's a a a one-team issue uh by any means but the officiating has been horrible and you know adam silver says that the the referees do get you know penalized or uh are are reprimanded when they do miss these calls but it's behind closed doors they either need to make that shit public or it's it's not true i think he's bullshitting because these refs have so much fucking protection now scott foster the fact that he's still even in the nba is a fucking joke uh i i don't I genuinely don't understand uh, 99% of uh, the, the the shit that goes on with these NBA refs. Because, yeah, they do. Th- and, and it's a basketball thing, too. It happens in college basketball all the time as well. Yeah. That the refs just take over and think that, oh, yeah, I need to be making this call. I need to be talking into the mic. Everybody look at me. Look at me. Like, okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we get it. You weren't actually good at playing. So you're here to be a <laughs> fucking nerd and uh, uh... call travels and shit. Uh, the, uh, the, the biggest thing that pissed me off, and I mentioned it on, like even this year for this season's podcast, uh, why, like, why are texts in the, some of these situations even like debatable? I believe that a text should really only be given out if it's an altercation between a player and another player. Referees yeah. should just fucking stomach it and shut yeah. up. Like, yeah. if you just ignore it, the players aren't going to probably complain nearly as much. But they know that that's part of the game of the uh, politicking to the refs. Just yeah. shut up. Tell them you know that's your call. Walk away. Because in the NFL. You know, players get right up into the officials' faces. They're fucking going at it. The only time that they're ever penalized for anything is something to another player or something directly physical to the ref. That makes sense. But why do technicals have to be given up just for arguing a call, especially when the referees sometimes are actually in the wrong? Like, I don't... I, I, I really don't understand technicals in that situation. It just doesn't make sense to me. They should take it out of the game. I genuinely don't think it fits. Yeah, like... uh just taking these games one at a time, like the, the Denver game, like, so fucking Scott Foster has been in the league. God knows how long. Like Scott Barnes with, says, uh, Tim Donahue as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. so it's like, Oh yeah, that guy should well done, definitely Scott. still be, still be in yeah. the NBA uh, 15 years later. Fucking asshole. Uh, but like the, uh, uh, uh Scotty Barnes, uh, 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 you know, appeared to say, I don't know if it, you know, you, you can kind of hear it. Like uh, y'all are cheating, bro. Yeah. To Scott Foster. The other ref, uh, you know, one of the other uh, refs in the game doesn't even realize what's going on when Scott Scott throws Scotty, uh, Scotty out of the game. It looks or it turns around. It's like, what's going on? Because Scotty Burns didn't say it loudly at all. You can barely even hear it. He isn't even really saying it. He's kind of saying it to Scott Foster as he walks by. Um, and so, like, and then the next game, the the uh, the the uh, uh, technical that that Fred VanVleet got in the third against the Clippers, he said something like, "You know, we got to fight through this shit or this bullshit." You know, from the ref. Another thing that he's not even really talking to uh, the ref, like Ben Taylor, mm-hmm. he's just kind of saying it. Ben Taylor. So I'm like, when did these well, refs get soft as shit? Like, when did these no. refs get like they, uh, they, they, they? I don't understand. You should be yeah. able to say something to the ref. You, the ref can give you a technical if you're like coming at them, if you're like want to get in their face, sure, yeah, yeah. or you're yelling, or you're saying it That's over and saying, over yeah. again. But it shouldn't even about be about what you're saying. Like you can be saying like "fubity do" at them, and like if you're coming at them or like you know being really demonstrative, get trying to get in their face, then give them a technical. But they should be able to. A player, in my opinion, should be able to say whatever the fuck they want. These are grown ass people. They can say yeah. "fuck you, you idiot," whatever. If they're not like, if they're just saying it as you walk by, like. What are you trying to like prove? Like, you know, these guys are gonna think it anyway. Like, if if, if they don't yeah. agree with your call, so I'm like, what what is this technical? Like, like it, it's just and it's just it's a stupid. way for them to get that out as well. They aren't gonna exactly. be nearly as pissed at you if you just let yeah. them suck fucking say, oh god damn it, uh, whatever. Like, get get that frustration because there's a lot of pressure on these guys. Like, I don't think the yeah. referees understand that. Like, sure, they've got a little bit of pressure, but no, again, nobody comes there to see them. There's millions no. of dollars riding on the uh, for their entire future. If these guys miss one or two calls, they're still gonna maybe have a job. Uh, next yeah. year, if these guys miss a couple shots, they might be done. So exactly. I don't know what the I don't know what the hell the refs let like, them where they say get what off they want to say. This. 
Like, yeah. if, if you're just saying something, especially if it's not even really... Like, those two technos weren't even really directed at anyone in particular. They were just walking by, like... And I've seen, like, like if you go back and watch, you know, the NBA, like, there's, you know... There's people who fucking yell shit at the refs. Like, and, and I swear, back in the 90s, the refs really... They reserved technicals for... When it was really egregious, like a technical yeah. foul shouldn't be something you're just giving out willy nilly. Um, and and so, yeah, I, I like and, and then you get into the fact that Scott Foster didn't just give Scotty Barnes a technical; he threw him out on one technical, yeah. on one which tech, yeah. shouldn't be allowed. Game, that yeah. should not be allowed. Like you should like obviously there's certain there there's certain things that like that would sort of uh, you know maybe I guess. Uh, uh, sort of call for someone being ejected on one technical, but it shouldn't be something that you can just do as a ref. Like, like once you give the technical, the team is penalized. You don't need to throw the guy out, uh, you know, uh, uh, for, for something he, he said while you were walking past and all, uh, like he said, he was criticizing the, the fucking integrity of the officiating crew. Yeah. People what, go like, you don't think players think that like, like because he, because he, he, he vocalized the words cheating. Like you, that was just yeah. too much for you to take Scott Foster. Like players are going to think that like if, if you're, t- if you're being unfair to another team, we we um, that that struck a nerve with him. Well, exactly. Cheating. It's like, what, what's, what's, uh, you know, what, what, what is this Scott? So yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm for the most part, I think refs and most refs, Try their best, and and they, and they do what you know they they, they need to do. I, I I'm not public like, execution. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, of Scott Foster, yes, please. But <laughs> like, I, I just I just don't like how soft they've gotten about just someone saying yeah. something. Like you should be oh, allowed we, we, to we say something. We saw that clip of uh, Jordan Poole making a bounce pass to the ref, and they gave him a tech another one. They did. They weren't happy with it, and that referee's done that more multiple times as well. I'm, for, I'm blanking on the name right now, but. Like yeah. that one is like, give me a fucking break, man. Like again, it does like you're sl- and then the NBA, the NBA should be really pissed about this because they're always trying to speed up the game. You really yeah. want to have a technical slow down the entire pace of the game. That's uh, it's thing. gonna mess with that, with the outcome. Like they, they there should be like a max amount of technicals even allowed in the game. Yeah. Hundred percent, like or for like, the season, you got to really bank them. Every ref gets yeah. five technicals all year. <laughs> yeah. So you better you better save it better for when someone it. says some outlandish shit to you. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like like I, I really think that like especially like the the technical can be used like if if a player is just nonstop coming at you and like distracting you from actually calling the game or like you know prolonging the game by like yelling at you and and being like out- outwardly yelling something at you like all, all that stuff I get it I just the the yeah, the the bounce pass like so what you throw a bit uh, you know a, a bounce pass with a bit more heat like I remember the, the one next pass JJ I would just Redick bang did, it dome it off his head yeah but it's like it's uh, I don't know I, I I don't know what to say because these the like you 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 want to watch these games especially that Denver game you know I know that, I know the Clippers technical you know on, on Fred VanVleet was in the third but that was a close game but especially down the stretch of these games and close games if you're a ref you gotta you gotta swallow your whistle a little bit on any sort of technical type thing like let guys talk especially to you yeah, down the stretch let guys like this is these guys are trying to win their their whole you know this this is their livelihood this is their life you know they they the yeah. only thing that they they have to care about is going out there and, and winning these these whatever game that they're in like that's how they make their money that's how they that's what they do um you know uh, to, to, for a living every day and and that's what they spend thousands of hours training for so it's like yep. th- these refs man they they're just I, I I I think they've 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 gotten a bit soft and 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 I I agree with a lot of what Fred said in his fucking tirade, uh, which which he only got fined thirty k for, which isn't hey, that much more. Than yeah, I, I was surprised by that as well. I thought he was gonna get like a fifty k, uh, like a like a real oh, real high one yeah. because to call out a ref by name to swear that many times. Uh, but maybe it was because he was calm. Maybe Adam Adam Silver was like, you know what? I respect this guy for doing it, you know, calmly and and and, and he said, I'm, I'm going to take the fine. So <laughs> yeah. just you know, I'm about to say I'm going to fucking air some grievances now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the the Raptors play the Lakers tonight uh, in uh, the oh. Crypto.com Arena. Where where and Freddie will be suiting up. So we'll we'll see. There might be uh, there might be some bad calls uh, early on for uh, yeah. Fred VanVleet tonight. I <laughs> I would not be shocked uh, to to see yeah. that. Wouldn't take the over on his points tonight. 
Uh, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how this uh, ends up paying out for him. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll physically fight a ref. I would love that. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll buy a new uh, Van Vliet jersey uh, immediately <laughs> after that. Uh, to wrap up the the, the show today, uh, want to pay tribute, uh, some respect here to uh, Pau Gasol getting his jersey retired uh, with yeah. the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, joining uh, you know the, the likes of Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, and of course Kobe Bryant, uh, who he's going to be uh, hanging next to. Uh, uh, for, I mean, as long as the, the the Lakers are a thing, as long as they're around, uh, <laughs> yeah. the the two of them will be hanging in the rafters together. Uh, a dynamic duo that won uh, two NBA championships together in the, the late aughts, and uh, yeah. going to be remembered as you know, kind of. It, it, it's tough to uh, when, when you think of Powell as a, as a Laker because. He was always the the second in command, but you know, without yep. him, the the Lakers definitely don't get nearly as far. Because uh, I I think he's almost a, a criminally underrated and undervalued player uh, in NBA yep. history. I mean, people forget his days in Memphis. You know, what was one of the uh, easily the the probably the best talent still that's gone through there uh, was yep. phenomenal when he was playing there as pretty much the the lone star just yep. just going out there and putting up insane uh, you know uh, points and rebound numbers uh, and then tra- transitions to the Lakers uh, beautifully taking that backseat role to Kobe and the two of them they uh, they 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 got the best out of each other and uh, I, I think that the the proof is in the pudding there Jordan but you know yep. when, when you think of uh, Gasol and the Lakers uh, you know what 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 comes to mind yeah I mean he he he's like. Obviously, Kobe got the, the the two Finals MVPs. You know all the credit. Kobe was the one that the driving force of those teams. But after Shaq left, you know it was it was dark days uh, for Kobe and the Lakers. They yep, they weren't yep. doing much for those three years. But as soon as that that trade, you know Kwame Brown uh, traded out of there, uh, Pau Gasol comes through, and they were almost immediately good. Like that duo was just great. And obviously they had they had Bynum in there. You know a young Bynum doing a little bit of stuff. You know they had Derek mm-hmm. Fisher and the other guys. But it was really. Uh, Kobe and Powell and they were just you know uh, again I sound like a broken record you know I like my uh, you know my my two best players to be kind of spread out uh, you know amongst the starting five you get somebody in the backcourt somebody in the frontcourt I I love teams constructed like that and the the two of them they they were just awesome they were great they had a great connection too you know like Kobe gets this uh, reputation that he doesn't like to pass he he passed to Powell Gasol he he has some really good highlights yeah exactly and and once he does you know he'll he'll give up the the, the ball to you and and, you know the, the way that Powell could stretch it out, you know, hit the mid-range shot, but was a beast in the paint. Like, I, I feel like he doesn't get credit for that 2010 series where he was under there battling with those those Celtics bigs, you know, uh, Perkins mm-hmm. before he got injured at the very end there, KG, uh, Rasheed Wallace. He was under there and was the best rebounder in that series. He fucking destroyed them under there for a guy mm-hmm. who was always thought of as this, you know, Euro guy who was a bit soft, who would just shoot jump shots. Um, so he he was the, the the perfect second fiddle to Kobe. You could tell they loved playing with each other. Um, and, and, and again, it was really, uh, you know... They when, talk when, Spanish when, to each other. Yeah, talk Spanish. To, they, they had a great, and, and they had the little, you know, the the fun little uh, rivalry at the the 2012 Olympics. Uh, you know, when they played yep, in, yep. I think, think it was the gold medal game when they played, and Kobe flattened him on the first play. Um, and and like the, the, those two were were really a, a, a dynamic duo. And people forget they 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 won back to back nine ten, made the finals in 08 too. Like this was a yep. true fucking uh, you know borderline dynastic team with those two. Um, and, and, and Pau was always the, the second most important player. And I forget which finals it was. You got to go look at the, uh, the stats, but there's an argument to be had. I think it was that 2010, that, that second of the two that they won where, you know, some people think Pau Gasol deserved that finals MVP because Kobe didn't shoot it particularly well in that series. Um, and there's an argument to be had there. So, um, mm-hmm. it was great to see him out there, you know, center court, um, at, uh, you know, crypto getting emotional, talking about Kobe. Um, and, 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 and that's, that's an image I hope people remember too. You know, everyone talking about you know Kobe's this terrible teammate, all this stuff, uh, this slander that I fucking uh, hate. To, uh, every time I, I see it, I get angry. Um, yeah, yeah. If you just look at how how you know how emotional he got talking about Kobe, um, and well, I, and and tell me he wasn't two, a good teammate because uh, because yeah. he was. You know, again, as long as he as long as he liked you, and as you know, as long as you kind of like Jordan, as long as you matched his intensity yeah, yeah. and you were out there and you were ready to work, he would respect you, uh, and 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 he was a guy that you would like playing with because he brought the best out of you just just like michael jordan yeah and, and i think it's it's a great comparison there because uh, i think it's you know even though he's a lot quieter and he he's, he doesn't quite have the the brash uh, and the confidence that kobe uh you know possessed uh you know gasol soft-spoken but has that dog the same oh same way that kobe he's did. competitive think, as hell and i think that's why again they, they instantly like mesh like i don't like yeah. there was never that 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 kind of 
back and forth. Like, obviously, you know, Shaq and Kobe is the better Laker duo. Like, no one yeah. would ever argue that. Uh, again, three championships to two there, four NBA finals to three. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Shaq and Kobe never got along because they're yeah. so different personality-wise, dynamic-wise. They both wanted to kind of be that lead horse. But Gasol understood his assignment. He, you yeah. know, trusted Kobe. And uh, and it was, it was uh, like we said, it was, uh, it went, it was a two-way street. Uh, you know, Kobe... Really, and I think admired uh, Kapow for all of the you know his efforts and everything he did, yep. and he was always public about uh, you know his praise for for Gasol. And you know after this, you know Gasol went on and still had a solid career, was an All Star again in uh, in Chicago. Yep. Uh, you know he he bounced around a little bit, but he was always a solid and uh, you know productive member of uh, any team he was on. And uh, yep. the Lakers was definitely his, uh, his probably his peak uh, yep. of his success. So uh, it, it I did I will say this. I didn't think that he would ever get his jersey retired by the Lakers, but I think it's uh, it's nice that they did it. I think that uh, for a yeah. team that has so many uh, you know legends uh, up there, uh, it, it's uh, it's nice to have another one of those uh, those Laker uh, somewhat dynasties uh, featured up there. But uh, I, I, yeah. I don't I wouldn't hold our breath for uh, Metal World Peace. But no, we'll come see. on, uh, come on, that, that, that would be a Shannon good Brown, Shannon Brown, maybe hey, can yeah, I interest you? Yeah, that that would be good. Uh, he had that one block one time. Uh, That's what I was saying. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, Rick Fox, uh, his jersey's not retired, is it? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, if we really want to go back. Uh, but, Sasha uh, yeah, Vujicic, well, remember remember Vujicic? Oh you know, yeah, with the, he was, with the, the hair. long hair. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was actually good in two K as well. Uh, at the, yeah. He had like a ninety five three point rating. You could just stroke that <laughs> he thing. Was, uh, he was good. But uh, who knows? Maybe uh, Robert Sacre. That'll be the the one to get in there. Or, or Swaggy oh, yes. P. Come on, there's a lot of Lakers legends still. uh, The the jerseys haven't retired. Carlos Boozer. (laughs) Carlos Boozer. Roy Hibbert. Uh, The list goes on. Man, those were some dark days. Uh, No, somebody uh, reminded uh, me. Somebody reminded me the other day before uh, he wound up with the Lakers. Brooke, I'm uh, sorry, with the Bucks. Brooke Lopez mm-hmm. was on the fucking Lakers, season, which I totally paid, forgot and, about. And they gave him a, a big bag to come and yeah. play. And yeah, that, yeah. I, I I do also forget about that sometimes. Uh, the yeah, next we one's got to be got to be Mozgov though. He's got to be the next one up there in the rafters because uh, he he was a legend, man. He was incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he again secure. What was, the bag, what was no that doubt. one stat line? Uh, Lu, Ninety three points. Luol Deng. Luol Deng. I think yeah, I swear uh, to God, they're still paying one of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> when the, the oh, cap man. went up, they, uh, they 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 tried their best, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, pow, man, it, it was crazy. Like it, it also was like I, I don't know about you, Matt, but for me, that was like right around when I was really starting to yeah yeah watch basketball. It was, came into my consciousness like when when uh, Pow and Kobe and the Lakers had had just won in, in nine and ten, and uh, yeah, I, I I'll, I'll always fondly remember those times and that team and and yeah, and, yeah pow pow again another guy too like. He, he doesn't really get the credit of those like forward sort of thinking sort of revolutionary type power mm-hmm. forwards who kind of change the game. That always goes to Kevin Garnett and, and Chris Bosh and Powell was right Dirk. in there with it. Like and Dirk and, but he, he could, especially later in career, he, he could shoot the three, could shoot mm-hmm. from mid range. Um, and, uh, you know, all, all that stuff. I mean, he, he might, he might be sort of, uh, remembered by a lot of people as, you know, the guy Blake Dr- Dr- uh, Griffin dunked on, uh, you know, a couple times, Four you times, know, in one yeah. game. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but Pow is legit, man. He he, uh, I, I definitely think he he deserves his jersey up there in the rafters, and uh, yeah, uh, joins the sort of ranks of. Uh, I don't think people think of him that way, but you know, with two championships, he's he's up there with the the great Lakers big men of all time. Like like yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I, I think 100%. Wilt only got one. <laughs> yeah yeah. So uh, I mean yeah, uh, respect to to Pow and uh, you know keep getting honored there. Uh, yeah. uh, great to see, and uh, again, hopefully uh, he's enjoying his retirement. Uh, oh, I'm and, sure. Uh, we want to enjoy our retirement early. So we need you guys to follow us at Big Gog Ball yeah, Talk. Yeah, come Twitter, on. Instagram, Trying to retire TikTok. by 30. Yeah, help us out here. Uh, you know, the the more uh, the more publicity you guys give us, it's the better, uh, you know, we can do. We can make we can get more Dylan money, Brooks uh, on this paid. fucking podcast. We can man. get Dylan Brooks on this podcast. Come on. You Actually, just got to get us to, to, we'll to get like a hundred Twitter for that. followers. Come on. Yeah. Bring bring Dylan Brooks to Big Dog Ball Talk. That's too Big that's dog, too long. Alex Big Dog Brooks. Big Dog yeah. Brooks. Hashtag Big <laughs> yeah. Dog Brooks. Uh, Big Brooks Ball Talk. Yeah. 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 Uh but Dylan Brooks, please come on the podcast. We're desperate, bro. Uh it's uh it'll be fun. You'll love it. Uh but it's been Big Dog Ball Talk, Matt Icorn, Jordan Flegel. And until Monday, that's my good friend Jordan. Monday. Uh, the snow is coming down here, Matt. That's not what I'm saying, but uh, sort of, uh, you know. It, Hashtag we, we, Storm. Is it? Watch out. Yeah. Winter, winter vortex. But 
I'm excited, Matt. I, I've, I've told you this uh, this already. I don't think I've revealed it on the podcast. I'm going to Miami, baby. I'm Mr. 305. Yeah, At the end of this month, that. I'm going to Miami, Florida. Never been Probably. to Florida before. Somebody, you know, get on Twitter. You know, uh, tell me what uh, you know what I should expect. I mean, am I gonna be am I gonna be mugged? Am I gonna be robbed? Am I gonna be am I gonna see alligators oh. out there on the street? I don't know. Yes. I, I'm kind of scared of Florida, but I feel like Miami's its own kind of thing. I'm excited to go to uh, Calle, Calle Ocho, uh, like uh, like Pitbull says. You, 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 sure, you man. Might not yeah, get the a, yeah, you got it, man. It, it's 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 a it's a neighborhood there. Uh, you know, we've got Little Havana, Little Haiti, all that stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited, and I hope I run into to Pitbull himself. I'll get a picture for you, Matt. Hey, it's Mr. Worldwide. He's got to be there uh, at all times. Three of hats. You can't, can't, can't beat that guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'm excited for Miami, man. Um, and uh, I'll bring you back a souvenir. What do you want? A little, uh, I don't know, uh, a frog uh, leg or something? Uh, how, about a, how about a nice shell necklace? Nice yeah. tight one. Choker. Yeah. And yeah. Look like, a, look like a surfer, bro. Nice. <laughs>